Hello and welcome to the About to Interview podcast. I'm your host, that guy named John. This is a supplemental version of the About to Interview podcast, which drops every Wednesday and covers movies, TV shows, film festivals, and more. You can follow the podcast on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at About to Review. And make sure to subscribe on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Blueberry, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. This show focuses solely on the conversations that I have with authors, directors, actors, and creators, and is available on YouTube as well as subscribing to the podcast. Make sure to click the subscribe button below, give a thumbs up, and check out the full show notes with links to the guests at abouttoreview.com. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. I have the pleasure of sitting down with Sebastian Lelio, who is the director of the new film Disobedience and is a recent Oscar winner for A Fantastic Woman. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, with this new film, Disobedience, one of the first things that really struck me was the intimacy in the camera work. It never felt like the camera was more than three feet away from the subject. Hmm. So can you talk about that process Mm -hmm. and why you'd made that choice to be that intimate with your shots? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I am. Um, I I really love working with actors, and um, and I try to create the effect uh, for the spectator. Um, you know, the illusion that they are watching real people and not characters. And in order to do that, I um I really um re- relay a lot in the actors and their trust and their daring attitude towards the project and in this case um, I am um, I was particularly interested in you know the intersection between what the characters were mm-hmm. and who were were interpreting them mm-hmm. so I was interested in Rachel Weiss as a human being interpreting Ronit or in Rachel McAdams as a person interpreting mm-hmm. Esti or Alessandro Nivola as a you know real human being interpreting Dovid. So somehow what I'm trying to capture with the camera is something that is in that uh, in-between area. So you're watching at the same time the character and the person. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's one of the main sources from where that feeling of great intimacy comes from. Excellent. Now, you've talked about before that you moved around a lot as, as a child. You, know, mm-hmm. you kind of had this nomadic yeah. childhood. Whenever you do that, it forces you to adapt very mm-hmm. quickly to new situations. How has that adaptability that you were kind of forced to learn as a child helped you with your filmmaking? <clears throat> well, I, I'm not sure, but I have the feeling that probably um, that forced me to develop um, an inner world because it was the only thing that I could 
carry with me. Yeah, you know, I was always uh, saying goodbye to friends mm -hmm. and being the new one in in whichever city I, I was arriving to. Um, so, and at the same time, I guess uh, it helped me to develop some social skills in terms of uh, learning how to. Uh, you know, be not too noticeable when I wanted to, mm -hmm. and then uh, be socially effective if I needed to, which probably are two things that a director really needs. Right. <laughs> you, know? you need to be able to kind of disappear into the background at some part. Oh, you need to know when to disappear, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> but then, but then you, you really need to be out there if you want to, you know, um, move the amount of energy that making a film requires. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of energy, and we talked about the intimacy of that camera work, there are so many moments of this film that were just dripping with intensity and emotion and passion. Now, as a director, when you're seeing that happen in real time, and like you said, you're watching you know, Rachel become Ronit, mm -hmm. you're watching all of this developed, how do you then formulate on the day really how you want to shape that image for the audience? Well, what I do is, um, it might sound strange to you because <clears throat> probably you're talking about this feeling of uh, everything being very alive on screen. Mm -hmm. Organic. Know? Organic, alive. Um, yeah, and, um, but I, uh, I storyboard okay. <laughs> all my films. Mm -hmm. I do that because it's a way to film film the film once at least in my head and by doing that and going through that very intense process that you can only do after having the the real locations where you will be shooting right. um you stumble with a lot of um problems mm -hmm. you know logical problems things that does don't make sense make sense right uh, and then so so it's a really good exercise and then you know um how you want to film each scene from which angle from which perspective what do you want to see in the backdrop and uh, how do you want to deconstruct the scene in different um, shots uh, so so when I arrive to to a set I know all that I know I know what I want so then I can afford to get lost nice you know and I can I, and I can afford to allow the actors to explore and to, to, to get lost and to, to be foolish and to, um, you know, to, to go for whatever is written in the script, but maybe to deviate, deviate a little bit and then see what happens and then come, come back. And I'm not really sure with what I will end up really building the scene, but I'm trying to capture like um, as much material as I can so I can later on find the, the the final shape of the scene in the editing room um but uh, don't get, get me wrong i mean this requires a a, a a great amount of writing absolutely you know so in order to to you have to you can be lost within uh a very precise limits mm -hmm. um but then but then out of that friction um sometimes beautiful, really beautiful sparkles uh, merge. Nice. Now, with Matthew Herbert, 
mm. the amazing score. Mm. And you had worked together, of course, with a fantastic woman as well. Was he the first person that you thought of when you were doing this film? Because the music in this plays such a critical role, mm-hmm. both with the choral work you know, mm-hmm. that, you, that we hear in the synagogue. Yeah. And also just the underlying score itself. Mm. So talk about the process between you and Matthew Herbert that you have created. Well, I've been a, a fan of uh, Matthew's work since, since I was a teenager in Chile. Mm-hmm. And I was like uh, really following his uh, electronic music, musician right. side and uh, a big, big fan. And then um, for A Fantastic Woman, we had such a great mutual understanding. And, and I think what he did for that film was so... Um, important for the film and beautiful that uh, I didn't even think it twice. I mean, it was we wanted more, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 luckily, I'm, I'm, I feel very I feel blessed because he's, he he also wanted to continue the collaboration, and he um, he um, he really um, understood that one aspect of the film that. Um, has to do with the fact that this is taking place um, in a very unknown world, right. kind of like a, like a, if you want, in a different planet, like a little microcosm. Exactly, you know. a microcosm or a place that you know where where there is a very specific culture, which is very secretive, where they worship a god, mm-hmm. where they dress in a certain way, they have a set of moral code and behavior and and so it's like it's like visiting a different planet so yeah. matthew and, and and me we were like we were we were saying this this highlight this has like a sci-fi uh mm. element to it mm-hmm. there is there is like a so let's let's explore in that direction let's not um go for the usual whatever that is you know the usual orthodox score mm-hmm. which usually um, depends a lot on the music that is coming from that particular culture right but let's let's try to create um, a score that you know creates a certain tension because the um, uni- the, the, um, the sonic universe of it doesn't really belong to that place right and and I think that's why the the film has this um, strangeness. I was know? like, I mean, it reminded me of like a discordant melody, you know, that kind of ran through yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah. There is there is that element, and 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 at times it really embraces uh, a romantic aspect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, almost like in a in an old fashioned way, which mm-hmm. is something that I really enjoy. Yeah. Mm. So one of the other core concepts of this film. One of the core themes is sacrifice, is, you know, realizing what you have and and what you're passionate about and sometimes what you have to to give up. Mm-hmm. So with sacrifice, being that that is such a personal thing, mm-hmm. what are things that you felt like you needed to sacrifice in order to get this film made? Personally? Personally. Whoa. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, making a film is <laughs> it requires a lot of sacrifices. <laughs> right. Uh I think I think the personal one's personal life uh suffers a lot because 
filmmaking is such a is such a voracious process. Mm-hmm. It demands everything from you, and I think pe- people that are around around you um, suffer that, and that's probably the hardest part of it. Um, but then I'm I, I'm like I'm very lucky because I'm surrounded by people that understand that, and yeah. that can wait for me when I you know until I come back from Jupiter. Right. You know, <laughs> um, uh, but but yeah, it requires. Uh, I mean, to do it right, you need to fully commit, and um, but that's that's the beauty of it as mm-hmm. well. You know, I mean, I think in that sense, um, um, that's why I like this kind of characters because they are willing to to pay the price uh, yeah. for becoming who they want to become uh, who they mm-hmm. think they are or who they would like to be yeah you know? mm-hmm. and that journey is very evident for all of the characters mm-hmm. so thank you so much for taking the time to be with me uh, and talk with me about the amazing film that you directed disobedience so once again sebastian lelio thank you so much it's been a pleasure Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.